New, new, new black, new, new black Wall Street book club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature is for the masses. Where to put your money down the how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with come us. Read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. If we all just come together, there's no limit for there's us. No limit for us. <laughs> Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Welcome to the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best selling author of the book. The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. We can find that book by going to the website www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbillionairesclub.com You'll find that link in the description above or below. It's time for our daily motivation. Again, it comes out of the uh, book Daily Motivation for African American Success. And today's title is The Glass Ceiling. Today's title is The Glass Ceiling. Isn't that interesting? The Glass Ceiling. It can be broken, clearly. The Glass Ceiling. Our first uh, quote of the day comes from Halle Berry, uh, the actress. Halle Berry, who says this uh, Did I pay my dues? You bet. Was it tough? Without a doubt. But I was determined to find out how high is high. Uh, black fortunes, not black, but blank, black, black fortunes. Uh, again, Halle Berry says this. She says, did I pay my dues? You bet. Was it tough? Without a doubt. But I was determined to find out how high is high. Everybody put in the comments, so determined. Halle Berry was determined to find out just how high high is and or was. That was her determination. And how many guys know that never really stops because there's no such thing as too high. I mean, there is no there's no limit to how high you can climb as it relates to success. Here's our uh, passage of the day. Here's the meat of our motivation for today. Uh, let's read. Experts in psychology say you cannot change your whole personality. Yet, regardless of the personality you have, you can be content with yourself and your world. The way to achieve this peace of mind is to develop yourself as fully as possible. Now, isn't this interesting? The way for you to achieve, right, change is to develop yourself which is what's called personal development, which is what we do when we get together for the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Now, each of us has a ceiling of performance. Uh, this ceiling is high in the areas in which you excel and low in the areas in which you have little or no aptitude. Your peace of mind or dissatisfaction is directly related to how far you develop your own skills and abilities. 
I think it's important for us to put in the comments below, develop how you develop your own. Now, this is so important for us to accept that we have to play a part in our development. Like, I think Muhammad Ali says, the, the, the person who thinks the same way at 50 that they did at 20 just wasted 30 years of their life. What he was saying is there's a lack of development. 30 years of no development. Can you imagine what that life is like? 30 years of no growth. 30 years of no change. 30 years of no evolution. 30 years of no adaptation. And a world that's always changing. Now think about this. I want my 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 comforting soul wants to remain the same in an ever-changing world. I don't know if that makes much sense. Just how much of your potential are you using? 50%? 30%? How about 20%? Now, if we were to ask you that question today, how much of your potential are you using? That's going to be the question of the night. How much of your potential are you using? You ever thought about that? I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, you can do, be, and, and accomplish whatever you want. There's nothing, there's no such thing as impossible, which means that you have unlimited potential. But how much of that potential are you using? 20%? Now I'm not going to ask you to put that in the comments. I'm going to ask you to put that into your notes. Your notes for yourself. And answer this question for yourself. How much of your potential are you using? A man who spends his Saturdays constructing a summer home or chasing a remote idea is usually much happier than a man who spends his weekends lying on his couch. As a rule, the person whose job makes him work close to his potential is much happier, is a much happier person. The tougher the task, the more fulfilled the individual. Contentment comes to us when we become fully engaged with our powers and potential. Contentment comes to us when we become fully engaged. Now, here's another good question to ask as it relates to your development. When's the last time you were fully engaged? When's the last time something get, something caused you to give it your undivided attention? Fully engaged. Like the phone didn't matter at the time. Internet didn't matter at the time. What was going on with Trump didn't matter at the time. You were fully engaged in the process of whatever it is, the project or whatever you were a, a, a part of at that time. When's the last time you were fully engaged? Another word uh, that we can use is, is focused. You're fully engaged means that you're focused. Now, uh, there seems to be a real lack of focus for many people. I mean, the world has is so busy that we get busy paying attention to the world. Instead of focusing on things that we need to do so that we can create our world. Everybody put in console create. Instead of being focused on creating our world, our world within the world itself. It is important that each of us maintain a mental picture of the person we want to become. 
This blocks boredom and stifles any feelings of inferiority because by working too far below, because by working too far below our potential. Self-fulfillment comes to those who work full blast, fully extended. Only then can we experience the satisfaction of a job well done. Here's today's affirmation. Uh, here's what you want to allow to take root into your heart, your subconscious. And, and, and then you grow and develop it by repeating it over and over and over again until it becomes a harvest. It brings a harvest into your life. Now, hopefully, for those that have been uh, tuning in, uh, quite often you are starting to kind of receive the harvest from your affirmation. As a matter of fact, I don't even need to question whether you are. You are because uh, either you're giving, either you are proclaiming good affirmations or you're proclaiming bad affirmations, which is stress, doubt, worry, anxiety, all that stuff. And you're reaping a harvest from the seeds that you plant within your own subconscious. Uh oh. This is a truth. This is a this is a hard truth, a hard truth pill for for people to swallow. That you are literally uh, reaping the harvest from the very seeds that you're planting in your own subconscious or you're allowing to be planted into your own subconscious from the television, from the radio, from the negative Nancys, from the Debbie Downers, from all the people that you shouldn't be hanging around with that you do. You know what I'm talking about. That you're literally creating your own world. You're literally reaping the harvest from your own either attention that you pay to, that the attention that you're paying or the negligence. See, uh, you're going to get a result even from neglect. Neglect typically brings uh, some type of weed into your life. You neglect your health, you'll be sick. Uh, you neglect uh, to read or your mind, you are going to be kind of stupid. So, so you're going to reap a harvest. You are going to reap a harvest in your life either from you intentionally planting a seed or you neglecting to pay attention to the garden and you allow others to plant seeds in your life. You are, you, we need to be careful and make sure that we tend to our garden. In this particular case, what am I talking about? What's the garden? The garden is your heart and your mind. The good book tells us to guard our heart and our mind. It, 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 it warns us, says, hey, uh, guard your heart and your mind. Now, when I say guard, I, I don't know what you think about, but I think about the little the people in Britain who be standing at the guard for the Queen Elizabeth. They don't move at all. You, uh, They make sure ain't nobody getting up in here unless they uh, are authorized. And I want you to start thinking about some of the things that have been unauthorized that you've allowed to infiltrate your mind and or your heart. And you reap the harvest from that negligence. From that leaving the post when you should have been on duty. Guarding your heart and your mind. Woo! It, it getting hot in here. Here's today's affirmation. Repeat after me. 
We're gonna do this a couple times. Make sure you get it. Okay, you can write it down if you like. Let's go. Repeat after me. Today, I will ask how much of my potential am I using? I will begin to exploit my own talents. Again, today, I will ask how much of my potential am I using? I will begin to exploit my own talents. Let's do it one more time for the people in the back. The people in the way back. Uh, this time say it with some conviction. You know, really let them know you mean it this time. Repeat after me. Today, I will ask how much of my potential am I using? I will begin to exploit my own talent. Daily affirmations for African-American success. Daily affirmations for African-American success. It's very interesting, guys, if you actually do what we read about, the kind of difference it'll make in your life. A quick word from our sponsor. Don't just buy black, decorate black. ERGJ Black Bazaar is the Afrocentric marketplace, and we specialize in urban home decor. Anything from shower sets to wall tapestries to duvet cover sets, you can decorate your entire home with original black art-inspired gifts. Check us out at www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. ERGJ Black Bazaar, the Afrocentric Marketplace. We make group economics easy. In today's episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club, we continue along in our journey into the book, What Makes the Great Great? Strategies for Extraordinary Achievement by Mr. Dennis P. Kimbrough. What Makes the Great Great? Strategies for Extraordinary Achievement by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. Well, let's get right to the meat of what we're going to be talking about here tonight, guys, as we are going into the book, What Makes the Great Great. And we're going to be going over six, count them, six mental shifts for greater spiritual awareness. This is coming out of the chapter eight of the book, which is the greatest need prayer. So we've been talking about prayer over the past couple of episodes. And tonight we're going to be talking about six mental shifts for greater spiritual awareness. Let's read. 
when you understand the truth about life and the source of your being about who you are, where you come from, where you're going, and what God is, you are free. Free from all preconceived notions, free from the ways of the world. You experience wholeness. You achieve a breakthrough to a new spiritual awareness. However, there are essential elements, let's call them mental shifts, that must be understood to experience an ever-increasing spiritual awareness. They can be considered steps to towards personal fulfillment. Take them up one by one and incorporate them into your daily life. You must shift from one state of mind to a higher one. We must shift from one state of mind to a higher one. Everybody put in on hashtag higher. I want to go higher, higher in the law. All right, let's go high. Let's go higher. Six shifts for greater spiritual. Number one, from fear to faith. From fear to faith. A shift from fear to faith is a shift from outer to inner. From worrying about the circumstances around you to a calm, quiet, inner awareness that the Creator in is in is in his glory and all is right with the world the great enemy of happiness and achievement is and always has been fear fear of failure fear of rejection fear of criticism fear of poor health fear of not measuring up to the expectations of others and so on when we are fearful, we become tense and uptight. As a result, our mental faculties shut down. We do and say things that under normal conditions we would never say. But when we increase our faith and turn our problems over to a higher power, miraculously, everything seems to take care of itself. We begin to lay up our treasures in heaven. We recognize that God is our source of supply. He is sufficient unto today. We become conscious of our strengths more so than our weaknesses. Faith was a great characteristic of the master. The word was constantly on his lips. According to your faith, be it unto you. Thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has saved thee. Faith believes doubt, fear. Faith believes, doubt, fears. Everybody put that in the comments below. Faith believes, doubt, fears. Now, why is that important to, again, to understand, right? It's important to understand. It says, in all thy wisdom, in all thy getting, it says, get understanding. So it's one thing to kind of experience it. It's another thing to understand what you experience. So basically, Whenever you find yourself in a position of fear, 
it typically means that you're doubting something. Doubting God, doubting yourself, doubting that things will be all right, doubting that all things work together for your good, doubting something if you're in fear. But faith believes. Fear, I mean doubt, fear. Faith creates, doubt destroys. Faith opens the door to all things desirable in life. Doubt closes it. Faith excites and arouses our creative forces. It cracks open the door of ability. Faith is the divine messenger sent to guide men and women blinded by doubt and trepidation. The individual who cannot see the designer behind the design, who does not see infinite intelligence behind all creation, cannot possess the sublime faith that buoys up great achievement. No one can rise higher than his or her faith. We have within us every moment of our lives the potential for greatness. Suffering builds character. Character builds faith. And faith will prove itself in the end. Notice what he said, y'all. He said, no one can rise higher than his or her faith. Another way of saying that, because faith is connected or is synonymous with belief, no one can rise higher than his or her belief. Now, I want you to think about a time in your life where you had doubt. Uh, maybe it was something that you wanted to do or accomplish and it seemed like it was too difficult, too hard, too big, whatever the case may be. You had a little doubt. Uh, but then now, uh, fast forward a year, two years, five years, ten years now, it's been accomplished. That thing is over. You look back and you're like, that was easy. And now, uh, when you look at that same thing, it's like, I can get that done. You have a belief. Uh, 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 that's a great thing. Unfortunately, you didn't have, you had to have, uh, you had to have an experience. You had to have reality come for you to believe, which is where a lot of people are. They, they are, they are people who are who won't believe it until they see it, which is not real faith. That's just evidence, and that's okay to have evidence so you can lean back on it. Uh, but once you have that evidence, you realize things were not as hard as they appeared to be in the beginning. So. I, I, I probably need to increase my faith when the next time comes for me to think something was too hard. Because guess what? There's nothing too hard for God. Uh, so if this difficult task, this difficult thing, this difficult project, this difficult undertaking, this thing that seems so big is too hard for you, well, maybe, just maybe, Increase your faith to lean on a power that nothing is too hard for. And take it out of your own hands. Take it out of your own ability and say, well, there's nothing too hard for God. Everybody put it in the comments below. There is nothing too hard for God. And if you are in God and God is in you, then the God that's in you also says the same thing. That there's nothing too hard for the God that's in you. 
from outer, right, to inner. From outer to inner. See, when you look at whatever it is that's upon you, you might see difficulty. But when you look within, as it relates to the thing that you're looking outside of for yourself, you might see ease. You might see that's doable. You might see some work, but you don't see that it's impossible. You understand what I'm saying? See, see, there is the natural eye that says, man, that's impossible. But then there's the spiritual eye that says, there's nothing that's impossible. Which realm do you reside in? Which realm do you dwell in? Which realm do you abide in? The natural? Oh, that's impossible. Or the spiritual? There's nothing impossible. Because there's nothing too hard for God. From fear to faith. From fear to faith. What's going on, Miss Patricia Petit? Home, how are you? Thanks so much for joining. Uh, Keisha Wright, thanks so much for joining. There's nothing too hard for God. Patricia, there's nothing too hard for God. Vivian Reed, there's nothing too hard for God to the God that is in me. Our second mental shift for greater spiritual awareness from hope to belief. From hope to belief. Now, this is interesting. Because you would say, you may say, man, from hope is a good thing. But it's small in comparison to belief. So going from hope, just hoping it to believing it, knowing kind of sort. Let's read what the author has to say about this. Hope is the raw material with which you build success. Hope crystallizes into faith. Faith crystallizes into determination and determination crystallizes into action. Hope springs eternal from your imagination, from your dreams of a better world, a better life, a better tomorrow. But throughout all the mystical teachings, the keynote to harmony has been, do you believe? Do you believe? The world is full of people who are hoping and praying that things turn out okay. But belief, according to the, philosoph to the philosopher William James, creates the actual fact. The Bible states the same pro pro proposition this way. According to your faith or belief, it is, it, it is done unto you. To put it another way, you do not necessarily believe what you see, but you see what you believe. You do not necessarily believe what you see, but you see what you believe. Therein, my beautiful people, lies the difference between sight and vision. Therein lies the difference between sight and vision. Sight is you believe what you see. 
vision is that you see what you believe. Again, natural or spiritual. We talked about this yesterday on the last episode. Uh, it was the, it was the, it was the, it was the understanding of am I, uh, am I a human with a spiritual living a spirit in a spiritual with a spiritual experience, or am I a, a spirit living a human experience? Great question to ask to ponder on. This is why we do this at night. When you develop a deep seated belief or conviction that you will obtain your desires. You will activate forces and powers that pull you towards your goals and your goals towards you. Let me read this again. When you develop a deep-seated belief or conviction that you will obtain your desires, that you will have what you want, that you will get what you want, that is just around the corner. You activate, everybody playing God's own activate. You activate forces and powers that pull you towards your goals and your goals towards you. Now think about this for a second. So when you when you truly, it's not, I like to say no. When I know that I know that I know that I'm about to get this, this thing is coming. And it don't even matter how far away or how long in time, because when you're in, when you're in the spiritual realm, there is no such thing as time. When you're in the spiritual realm, the only thing that's that's time is eternal. You know what I'm saying? Humans factor time. You know, one day, one month, one year, all that stuff. Spirits are eternal. Uh, you know, a year to a human is 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 a snap of a finger to a spirit. It's all the same for a spirit. So. But as you as you come into conception of what you want, that's why that's why knowing what you want is probably I feel is one of the most important decisions that you can make as it relates to your success, your development, your growth, your future. Knowing what the hell it is that you want, most people can't can't decide. They can't. They don't determine what they want. They, all they know is they want something better, but they can't define, they don't define what better is. Therefore, they might get better, but because they never had defined what better is, they can never recognize that it is better, that they have made progress because they haven't set the destination. And so before we can even get into me going towards my goals and my goals coming towards me, we must first determine what the hell it is we want in this thing called life. The next step, the next journey, the next goal, the next process, the whatever it is. I, and I'm so adamant about this at this point because this is the starting point of all achievement. Setting a destination is the starting point for all, and I mean all, all achievement. If you go and you ask, you know, a hundred people, I doubt two of them can tell you exactly what it is that they want. It's the starting point. And it's not enough to say I want more. It's not enough to say I want better. If that's not enough. That's no definition. You can't measure that. But then you activate the forces and the powers 
Once you've determined what you want, now you can start getting into belief that I am going to get what I want because I said that's what I want. And then now, my goals, I start moving towards my goals because I see this is what I want. That's And then I start figuring out what I need to do. I start determining who I need to become. I start to figure out what I need to stop doing. All this stuff starts happening. And then, as I am moving towards my destination, it's a two-way street. My destination is moving towards me. How many of you guys have had something happen in your life? It seemed like it did. It seemed, you thought it was going to take years, and it only took weeks. You like how the hell that happened so fast? Because your goal was moving fast. I believe your goal was moving faster towards you than than you were moving towards it. How many guys have had that happen in your life? You're just like, wow, this thing already done. You, I mean, you might have forecasted it out. You kind of figured, okay, I don't know this. I don't know that. I don't know. I'm just getting started. I'm taking the first step. Okay, it's going to be you know, 99 million steps from here. Okay, I, I, I kind of forecasted out or judged that out. Okay, three years probably. And then... You start taking those steps. You start then you start meeting this person. You start talking to this person, and then this thing happened. And then three months later, you almost done with this big thing. This thing that you thought in your small mind was big. But then the Lord says something like this. He says, "My ways are not your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts." And then He shows up and He shows you just how big He is. That I'm able to do far over and above all that you can dare to dream, think, or even ask. Oh, oh yeah, I read the book a couple times. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I got a couple scriptures in me. Woo! When you develop a deep-seated belief or conviction that you will obtain your desires. Everybody put in comments, so I will obtain my desires. We got another affirmation for it. We got a bigger affirmation last night. We got a last episode. We got another affirmation tonight. I will obtain my desires. I'm going to get what I want. You activate forces and powers that pull you towards your goals and your goals towards you. Whereas hope may uplift, regenerate, and inspire, belief becomes your reality. We walk, talk, and interact with others in a manner consistent with our beliefs. A teacher asked a young boy, can you play a musical instrument? I don't know, the child replied. I I never tried. In a way, many of us are like the young student. We're not aware of our full capabilities. We shouldn't be so quick to sell ourselves short. We should refuse to accept limitations on our potential. Studies have revealed that we can do far more than we ever realized. There's always a strong case made for maintaining hope that will contribute to our life's purpose. However, if you are to win in the end, This dimmer of hope must grow into belief. This dimmer of hope must grow into belief. The second mental shift. 
for greater spiritual awareness is to grow from hope to belief. Our third mental shift for greater spiritual awareness is to grow from doubting to trusting from doubting to trusting uh, the perfect order of the universe always operates as a law of right action. Uh, this right action governs the seasons as they change from fall to winter, uh, spring to summer. It is why the day is always followed by night. It explains why we can go through difficult times and be grateful for the lessons we've gleaned from our experiences while we trust that life gets better as it goes on. This is the natural process of the universe. Life is a part of this spiritual trust. You are guardian and administrator of your trust. It is your responsibility to guard and ensure its safety. The best way to complete this assignment is to allow yourself to be led by infinite intelligence. The still, small voice. Trust it. Place your full and unwavering confidence in it. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and it shall direct thy paths. Rid yourself of doubt. Doubt blinds us to all types of possibilities. Continue to move from doubt to trust. When you trust in a higher power, when you claim your spiritual unity with the infinite to direct your life, you are empowering the most capable and benevolent tool. The key to peace and plenty is to allow yourself to be guided by spiritual power. Trust in it. Trust in it. So the author's talking about going from going from doubting. I guess we can call it your intuition. That small inner voice. Now, this is a process, a, a growth process. We're talking about growing in spiritual awareness. This is a growth process. And, and, I, and I'm, I, I'm just like probably anybody else that for some reason, although I know. Now, how many of you guys, let me ask you this. How many of you guys know or believe Oh, this is a good question. Okay, you you how many guys know that you know that you know or you believe that your that your intuition or it's hard. I think we connect intuition to that small inner voice. So I'm just gonna use intuition as a as a covering. But you believe that your intuition, your your intuition always tells you the truth, even if you don't believe it. I mean, even if you don't trust it, like, like how many, how many guys are like, man, my, in, I, it, I, something told you say, you'd be like this. Something told me not to do that. Something told me not to go. Something has said not to, you know, I heard it, but I didn't listen to it. 
and that might have been that was that small voice or that it was your intuition telling you like like uh, and i mentioned this to, to a group earlier you know i was i went to an event today and 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 and, and my 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 intuition that small voice told me what to expect at this event now some people will say well you got what you expected i said no i, I mean you can say that but really what i got was what my intuition told me i was gonna get it wasn't that i was expecting it, it i mean i was expecting it after my intuition told me how what was about to go down so so i i think i don't know about you but for me i'm like I don't care what y'all think it is. I'm listening to my small, my still small little voice that just told me, it just gave me a glimpse of the future. Now, here's the thing. Like, it ain't, it's not, listen. I, I, you know what? Let's just get real, okay? Listen, there are times when your that small inner voice is going to share with you some stuff that you could perceive to be negative. What, what I'm saying is it could be like a warning. Like, hey, watch out. And if you hear, hey, watch out as something negative versus, hey, let me be cautious here, then, then you're going to mess up. Because you look, you might, you might, because as a human, certain words bring with it a, a feeling of negativity, although it's just like the truth. And, and, and for some reason, so many of us have become, uh, have become so uh uh what's the word I'm looking for we are just we repel truth like we would rather it be a lie that feels good and that feeling be positive although it's a lie which means it's negative than to a truth that is that to then to, then to hear a truth that may feel bad. So we connect feel bad with negative, although the truth is the truth and the truth itself is positive. So we so we so we deny truth for the sake of our feelings. Uh-oh. Oh my goodness. Listen to what I just said. We will accept a lie because it makes us feel good. And that feel good gives us the the, the, the feeling of a positive experience, although it's a lie, which is negative. So we'll accept negative for the feeling of positive, and we will deny positive or the truth uh, because it's going to bring us a feeling of negative. Whoo! So the feeling part is is the human experience. See, the, the spirit is saying, I want truth. The spirit is saying, no more lies. The spirit is saying, I hate lies. But the, the, but the human experience say, I love to feel good. And you got to ask yourself, which one has a greater, which one is a greater master in your life? The truth or your feelings? Now, it doesn't always mean that the truth is going to make you feel bad. Sometimes the truth makes you feel good. But I'm talking about those times when the truth is going to make you feel bad. And I, I don't want none of that. I mean, it might be the truth, but I ain't, I, you know, the truth, sometimes it hurts. And I ain't trying to be hurt, although I want to be told the truth. Isn't that kind of 
double-minded. I want the truth, but I don't want to be hurt. And so, because I don't want to be hurt, don't tell me the truth. <laughs> From doubting to trusting. So vivid, so I listened to mine one day and I know it saved my life. Look at that. This small, still voice. This, it, I mean, we could probably talk about this for a little while because, you know, we may call it intuition or whatever we call it, but it, it, it once we become in tune to the spirit, in, in tune, attuned to the spirit, it, it, we begin to accept truth regardless of how it may make us feel. Oh man, we can even talk about what is a negative feeling? Like, what is that really? I think that negative feeling is just simply, the, uh, you know, uh, what, I, what I wanted or what I expected or what I thought is not how it is. And so I feel bad because I was misled or I allowed my thoughts to mislead me. But now that I know, I can make some adjustments. I, I don't know. I I, hey, I I like truth. I don't know about you. I can make better decisions for my life when I get truth. And truth don't always come from people. But it always comes from the spirit. How many guys are saying right now, you say, well, I'm, I'm going I'm to start listening to my spirit more. I, I'm going to pay attention to uh, my intuition. I'm going to pay attention to, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. I mean, because sometimes it takes, you know, you got to start, you know, working on your ears, you know, because some of us, we have a hard time determining, is that, was that God talking to me or was that me talking to me or, you know, we get all confused. I mean, we make it so difficult sometimes. We just, just silly humans. We make it difficult. That Was that Jesus? Was that God? Was, was that the devil? Was that me? Who? I heard something. We make it so difficult. We be, I mean, we literally go crazy and it's a battlefield of the mind because we get, we can, it's hard. It seems to be hard to determine because we've been so disenfranchised from the spirit itself. Like, is that really the spirit talking to me? Is that really the spirit having a, 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 a minute conversation with me? And so we did. We start questioning: Is that which spirit is that? It's like crazy. I mean, don't. I mean, guys, like, like we, we. I mean, we just we some silly humans, <laughs> silly rabbits. We're just silly humans that can't get right. <laughs> From doubting to trusting, man. We're going to finish this thing. I'm going to go ahead and go through all six. I, I mean, uh, Instagram, I'm sorry. Y'all ain't going to get all six, y'all. If y'all here, y'all watch, y'all better switch over to Facebook. We're going to get this in. We're going to finish these six. These six uh, shifts, uh, six great, what is it? Six mental shifts for greater spiritual awareness. We just talked about doubting to trusting. Trust in it, okay? A quick word from our sponsor. The fourth greatest shift or the fourth mental shift uh, for greater spiritual awareness is from to grow. Everybody put in the comments below, hashtag grow. To grow 
from anger and blame to forgiving and forgetting. To grow from anger and blame to forgiving and forgetting. Whew. That's hard enough for some people to forgive. It seems to be even more difficult for people to forget. The most important uh, principle of spiritual development is the principle of forgiveness. Our natural tendency is to always blame others when things don't work out. Guilt, blame, and judgment go hand in hand. But we break free from the bondage of guilt and blame by practicing the law of forgiveness. in everything we do. As long as we continue to judge others, we will be enslaved to negative emotions and preoccupied with assessing blame. Judging others opens the door to a, a negative mental attitude as well as blame. It has been written, judge not that you should not be judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with that same measure you use, it will be measured unto you. Nearly all negative emotions depend on the catalyst of blame for their existence. You are, you do hear what you, nearly all negative emotions depend on the catalyst of blame for their existence. Think about that for a second. When I get into a negative space, it normally is sparked by this thing called blame. Blaming somebody or someone for the results that I'm getting out of life. And typically blaming everybody else but myself. Wow. Once you stop blaming, you shut off you shut off the flow of negativity. Everybody put it down, so stop blaming. Oh, no, no, don't put that. Put no more blame game. No more blame game. I'm done with it. No more blame game. You're, uh, you become positive and accepting. Your consciousness takes on a new aura. Forgiving others is the key to the kingdom of heaven. When you stop blaming, you stop judging and condemning others, you begin forgiving and forgetting any transgression that may have been done unto you. You experience a feeling of release and happiness. You free yourself from any negativity that others may have caused. Failure to do so may give someone else the power over your emotions. That's right here is one of the most powerful statements in this freaking book. Failure to forgive may give someone else power over your emotions. Failure to forgive may give someone else power over your emotions. Wow. You can't forgive while holding a grudge. Uh, usually the very thought of past indiscretions may set you off on an emotional roller coaster. 
By constantly blessing and forgiving those in question, you break your connection to negative emotion. And you are now able to turn the other cheek and turn your consciousness to higher and better thoughts. It's time to let go and let God. Everybody put in the console, let go and let God. Now, this is really something to consider, think about. Are you master of your emotions or are your emotions master of you? Uh, see, these things we call emotions, they make way better slaves than they do masters. And I have found so many of us have such a quick temper because of this lack of forgiving and forgetting that we have allowed our emotions to control us instead of us being in control of our emotions. You ever met somebody, it don't take nothing but, a, 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 I mean, it just take one little thing to go wrong and they going off on everybody. That's a sign of a person who is out of control. That's just a sign of a person whose emotions control them. They don't control their emotions. That's the sign of a person who has, has some unforgiveness in their heart. They didn't let go and let God. I mean, any little thing can set them off. That's the sign of a person who is harboring unforgiveness in their heart. They didn't let go. And they not letting God. Now this is this is this is this is this is like a a, a poison. It, it's like it's like I mean think about it. If you if you if we logically think about it, this individual who say, who just refuses to let go is saying, you know what? I'm going I'm going to hold on to this negative experience. I'm going to hold on to this negative feeling. I'm going to hold on to this negativity for as long as I want. Like, like I mean, you're literally going to hold on to negativity. Which means that in your hand where you're holding on to this negative experience, this negativity, you don't have no room for positive. You can't you can't grab no positive because you're sitting up here holding on to something that you don't even need. That don't make that. I mean, logically we understand. Logically we get it. But I keep saying all the time, it's not about logic because logically, if we were moving logically, a lot of stuff wouldn't happen. But it's something about the emotion, something about the feeling that's attached to that negative experience, the feeling that's attached to that betrayal, the feeling that's attached uh, to, it's typically betrayal. But whatever it is, and you just keep replaying it over and over and over again. Uh, a, a song play, you start thinking about it. I mean, you just, for some reason, it just seems so hard to let go and let God. We must grow. As we're talking about the fourth mental shift from anger and blame to forgiving and forgetting. How many guys have come across and people say, man, I'll forgive them, but I ain't gonna never forget. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna never forget. Is that serious? You need, to you need to remember that for the rest of your life. 
And while you're holding on to that memory, you're not able to create a new memory. You need to hold on to that for the rest of your life? Dang. You mean to tell me that one incident has made an internal impact? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Has made a 50, 60 year impact in your life? Like you're gonna hold on to that? Let go and let God. Right? One second, God. The fifth shift, mental shift uh, for greater spiritual awareness is to grow from frantic activity to meditation. To grow from frantic activity to meditation. Now, frantic just simply means run around like a chicken with your head cut off, okay? Now, you may speak to the creator in your words and thoughts, but he answers you in the silence that you allow. When you sit perfectly quiet, when you sit perfectly quietly still in meditation, you open yourself up to receive the answers to the mysteries of life. Be still and know that I am God. When we plug, when we plug a battery into a charger, it doesn't indicate how much it needs recharging. It simply and quietly accepts the inflow of energy. In the same manner, when we pray, the creator tells us we should go into the depths of our beings and shut out the concerns of the world. When you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Men and women begin to become great when they listen. Everybody put in the comments on listen. <laughs> uh, men and women be begin to become great when they listen. Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta get my I gotta get my highlight on that one. <laughs> Woo! As we grow in understanding of the truth of our relationship with God, as we begin to see ourselves in the light of our divinity, prayer becomes an experience in the silence. In solitude, we should center our thoughts on the perfect outcome of every situation and circumstances in our lives. During meditation. Fears dissipate. We enter a state of restful alertness. Like the battery that needs recharging, we can now tap into the flow of positive energy. Take up the practice of meditation. Sit quietly and concentrate on the desires of your heart. Now, I tell you what, this is this is something that's that's very simple to do, but it seems so complicated. Uh, or difficult because we're as as human beings we're so used to life being busy so being silent is an uncomfortable experience for many people and i and i would venture to say one of the reasons why because when you get into your seat that space that dark that it's, that it's not dark does not it's not a bad thing but when you get into that space where it's just you and your thoughts how many of you guys know that some people who don't, who can't stand their own thoughts because they've never been in control of their thoughts. And so their mind goes wandering. It goes all 
types of places. I mean, it goes to some vile, wicked, crazy, nasty stuff. And so it's like to avoid going to these spaces in my mind because of lack of development, I just need to be busy all the time so I don't have to think about what I've been thinking about. But there's something to be said about having a peace of mind. Everybody put it also hashtag peace. Having peace of mind. When you have peace of mind. See, the Lord said this. He said, he said, um, what did he say? Uh, you have a sound, he'll give you a sound mind, right? So when you have peace of mind, then you welcome being in a space where you're, you get away from the busyness of life because your thoughts become pure. Your thoughts become lovely. As a matter of fact, he tells us to think on these things, things that are pure, things that are lovely, uh, things that are of praise. He tells us what to think about as well. I mean, that's interesting. He tells us what he even tells us what to think about. <laughs> like, think on this stuff. Why you can't think about all that crazy? Think about this kind of stuff. And so, the author is saying here, if you just can, if you can just concentrate on the desires of your heart. This goes back to what I said earlier. Like it's so important, it is so, it is vital that you come to an understanding, you come to a decision, you decide what you want. Because when you decide what you want, then you can spend all day and night thinking about what you want, which is the desires of your heart. Now, when I, when I say what you want, let's get this clear. I'm talking about your desires. I'm not talking about the stuff that's in your head that you think that you want that could be nice. I'm not talking about all the pleasures and I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about the stuff that, that the things, the stuff that you really, really, really want, the things you want to accomplish, the person that you want to become, uh, 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 you know, the differences that you want to make, the impact that you want to have on the world, the contributions you want to make to society. I'm talking about stuff way deeper than money because because provision will come with the vision. So the money is the, it's the smallest form of wealth, but it seems to be the only thing that people can fix their mind around as it relates to this thing we call life. So, so, so we can talk about money, but it's not really about money. It's about, it's, it's really about who you are becoming. The difference that you're going to make, your part to play in bringing heaven down unto earth, right? Your part in the in solving the problems of the conditions of the people that live in this uh, earthly plane. But 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 we silly humans tend to only concern ourselves with money versus the mission. And I tell people this all the time, at the end of the day, when you when you get down to your last few breaths here on this earth, the last thing you're going to be thinking about is how much money you got in the bank. 
And, and you ain't gonna you gonna be like, okay, uh, can, can I need to who all can I call and talk to? Let them know this might be the end, baby. I just want to say that I love you. I, I might be gone, whatever. Your last few moments, you say you live you you laying on that bed. The last thing you gonna you ain't gonna ain't, money ain't gonna even cross your mind. You're gonna be thinking about all the loved ones. You're gonna probably think about your legacy. You're gonna probably think about uh you know how how useful your life was the lives that you've touched and impacted uh the people who love you and adore you and appreciate all that you've done the last you ain't it ain't gonna even be the last thing it, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna even be a thing you are not gonna think about money and i found that as i as i do this i concentrate everybody putting also concentrate I concentrate on the desires of my heart. What I really want to do, what the difference I want to make, what I want to build. I hardly ever think about the cost of stuff. I hardly, I hardly ever think about the cost. Of, I, I think about the do. I think about the accomplishment of things. I hardly ever think about how much it costs. I, I don't just sit there and be like, well, I, you know, because some people stop there. They'll, they'll get, they'll get stuck. They'll get stuck. Well, I want to do this. And then they say, well, how? Then they start thinking, well, how can I afford to do it? Like, like, I don't think about that. I'd be like, hey, this is what I want to do. And I start thinking about how, you know, I start thinking about what it takes to get it done. Who I need to call, who I need to get in touch with, who, you know what I'm saying? What, what, what steps do I need to take? Because I know the money will come. As I move towards my goals, my goals move towards me. And if it's going to require more money than I have right now in order for me to reach or accomplish my goals, then that money will come. It says that the good Lord will never leave me nor forsake me. What I need will be provided in due time. Matter of fact, I've been to say sometimes we think we need stuff before we need it. Thank God we not God. We be we be messing stuff up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it gonna come when we need when we we think we need it now, but you don't really need it now. I mean, sometimes that's how it is. Any rate. So think about your goals, uh, your dreams, aspirations, and challenges with complete confidence that the answers you seek will come when you are ready to receive them. Your job is to become patient and in a position to receive your good. Your job is to become patient and in a position to receive your good. The fifth mental shift to greater spiritual awareness to grow from frantic activity to meditation. And our sixth uh, mental shift uh, for greater spiritual awareness is to grow from making a living to making a difference. I remember this shift for me very vividly. 
from making a living to making a difference. The truly successful in all walks of life focus more on making a difference than on making money. They're more concerned with practicing the presence of God than in being caught up with the ways of the world. Spiritual development is the most important activity that you can ever do. As you develop spiritually, you begin to live by grace. Life is growth and unfoldment. The average person lives his life from the outside in. He is constantly caught in the web of frustration when he allows his level of consciousness to be determined by what people think or or say or do. He becomes little more than a barometer of worthy of events. But when he centers his being on thoughts from above, he is not conformed to this world. He is transformed by the renewing of his mind. This individual becomes the salt of the earth, making an impact on the lives of his brothers and sisters is now of tantamount importance. Nathaniel Hawthorne, the 19th century American novelist, warned us that it is much easier to capture a butterfly than to grasp that elusive feeling called happiness. Happiness, he wrote, when it comes to when it comes in this world, comes incidentally. Make it the object of pursuit, and it will lead you on a wild goose chase and never be attained. Wow. Happiness that endures lies within. Waste no time and effort searching for peace, contentment, and joy in a world locked in materialism. There's no happiness in having or in getting, but only in giving. There's no happiness in having or in getting. Happiness is only in giving. So reach out, share, love, hug. If society is in trouble today, it is not because of the wrath of God. It is due to the darkness in the minds of men and women. The kingdom of heaven is still within and the mind that was in Christ Jesus is available to each of us. More toward making a difference by working out, I'm sorry, move, wow. Move toward making a difference by working out your own salvation. Move toward making a difference by working out your own salvation. Listen to this. He said, man, (laughs) this author pretty dope. He said, waste no time and effort searching for peace, contentment, and joy in a world locked in materialism. There's no happiness in having or getting, but only in giving. So the joy of the Lord, the happiness that endures, it lies within. This is why you could you could you could you could have the whole world and still lose your soul. Because what becomes important to some people is the stuff. that they can acquire which is temporary in itself so if your if your happiness is is tied into your car if the car uh, is, is go wrecks or whatever then there goes your happiness so it only makes sense to attach my happiness to something that endures forever 
And that's the spirit that's within, not the spirit that's without. Not the spirit of this world, but the spirit of God. The sixth shift in, into uh, creating or into the sixth mental shift for greater spiritual awareness is to grow from making a living to making a difference. So let's recap real quick and then we'll wrap this thing up. The six mental shifts. Number one, to grow from fear to faith. Uh, Number two, to grow from hope to belief. Uh, Number three, to grow from doubting to trusting. Number four, to grow from anger and blame to forgiving and forgetting. Number five, to grow from frantic activity to meditation. And number six, to grow from making a living to making a difference. This is the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put in a book, we absolutely will find it. Now, I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, and we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club. Get connected with brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success, and super serious about helping you to accomplish your goals and to build your dreams. Check out the website at www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. You can find that link in the description above or below. Make a decision to change the rest of your life. We'd ask that you would subscribe and support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes to improve financial literacy within our community and ultimately to help us to build the School of Wealth, to build an institution that will teach the next generation about money. And your small monthly contribution can make all the difference. Well, we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club. We want you to remember this, that it takes a village. And it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. And thank God that that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. Wall Street. Your host Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't gotta leave the computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street book club. Book club. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.